Good evening. This is Melinda Russell with Women in Motorsports on Twist Network. And I want to welcome all of you to the show tonight. We have two amazing women with us tonight that are both race car drivers and two completely kind of uh, racing. So we're going to start first with Alyssa Steele. I've never met Alyssa in person, but I do know a little bit about her. Her mom went to high school with my oldest daughter, Brandy. And so I've known Carrie for a long time, back when she was a little girl. And she and Brandy connected on Facebook because both of their daughters are in racing. And so we thought it'd be fun to invite Alyssa to come on tonight. She actually races at the racetrack where I first went and got into racing and found my love for racing. So that's kind of cool. So Alyssa, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure, no problem. So, Alyssa, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, where you live, how old you are, and, like, what what kind of racing that you do, what kind of car you race. Okay, um, I'm from Keokuk, Iowa. I'm 20 years old. Um, I race sport compacts, um, currently just on dirt. We uh, race quite a bit around the southeastern area of Iowa. Um, Donaldson is our home track. It's um, probably one of my favorite tracks to be on. Okay. And and where else do you race? Um, we also race Quincy Raceways in Quincy, Illinois. Um, we go to Eldon, Iowa, and they got a track up there that uh, we raced at. Uh, we also go to Memphis, Missouri uh, and race their track. That's always a fun track to be on. It's very big and a lot of people um, go there, so it's always nice. Good. Um, okay. So how did you get started in racing? Because I know your mom did not drive a race car. So how did you get started? Um, both, like, my dad, he, uh, he used to race, but he wasn't very big into racing. He more so did derbies. And um, I did demolition derbies for a while, but I decided to – try racing out and I decided that I really liked it and here we are five years later still doing it <laughs> okay so my next question was how old were you when you were when you started so you must have been about 15 um I was 14 when uh we started okay just, yep yeah and so um who helps you with your car um I do a lot of the work by myself, but um, I do have my dad. He helps out when he can. And then my Uncle Steve, he helps me out um, when he's available. And I make sure I get to the track on time. So good. I got a pretty good. small circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of teams do. So it's not just you. So um, let's see. You answered that about your favorite track. So um what is your car number, and how did you choose it? Uh, my car number is 55, and I chose that number because uh, that was my dad's derby number, and uh, he uh, ran it for quite a while, and I just wanted to take over his number okay. and keep it in the family. Yeah, good idea. So now tell me a little bit more. What what car? What kind of a car do you race, and what what class do they call that? Because every track has their own names. Yep, um, I race a four cylinder Chevy Cavalier. Uh, it's a two thousand five. It's basically the beginner's class. That's what they call it around our area. They're also known known as Hornets and Wild Things. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So they call us, one of the tracks here calls him a hornet. Sometimes they call them um, stocks, like Berg stocks for Gail's yep. Yeah. So we get that. So um, what the first night that you were going to get in a car, I know it's been five years ago. How did you feel that first night when you got in your race car? Were you excited, scared? My first night in it, I was really nervous about how how it was going to be and how I was going to do. <laughs> um, my first night out on the track, I actually took my car and smashed it into the wall on my fir the first lap. <laughs> so that was kind of scary. Yeah. And was that in Donaldson? Yes, that was at Donaldson in turn. Turn two. Okay. So were you, did you think, okay, maybe this isn't for me, or you were determined that you were <laughs> going to be good at it? I determined that I was going to keep trying and give it another shot. And um, about the second night out, um, after getting the car fixed after the first night of ever racing, I ended up doing really good. So it kind of learned fast and picked up on it. So. That's good. So you got some confidence back then after that first accident. Yes. So are there very many women that race um, at Quincy or Donaldson, wherever you race, or are you in the um, minority? There's actually one other female competitor that races, um, Donaldson and Quincy, and uh, she, she's really good, too. Yeah, she is. How long, how long has she been racing, do you know? I couldn't tell you exactly how long she's been racing. I know it's been quite longer than I have. She was racing long before I even started. So Okay. All right. So to get ready for the season, um, you said you mostly work on the car. That's your that's kind of what you do in the winter is work on your car, or is it pretty much you put it away after the last race and there's not much to do to it? Um, it all kind of depends. Uh, here lately, we've been lucky enough to not have a lot of work to do over the summers, or I mean, over the winters, my bad. So um, we've been pretty fortunate, but there, there has been times where we've had to build a completely brand new car and start from scratch. So, okay. So where did you learn to work on a car? Did you learn that from your dad? Did you take some like at school or how did you learn and find out that you were interested in race cars a lot of it was just growing up around it in the shop when I was younger my dad he was always working on cars and I would always try to help him or learn from him and then a lot of the other is just experiencing myself and just taking stuff apart and seeing how it goes back together okay so. that's pretty amazing for a 20 year old girl to be able to do some of that yes definitely oh. Yeah. So do you have any marketing partners or sponsors that you would want to say something about? Um, I want to say uh, we got a sponsor. It's a locally owned business in Keokuk. It's um, Meyer Septic and Driveways. Um, he has been a phenomenal sponsor from day one. Always there to um, get me whatever I need when it comes to racing and support us. And it's just kind of nice to have locally owned businesses support something so little like a dirt track racing around our yeah. small community that that's great I know they've been in business a long time I recognize the name of that business so um, make sure everybody out there that lives in that area you uh, tell Myers that you're thankful that they're supporting racing because we need more of that so yes. how, 
How did you get them to be a sponsor for you? Did you talk to them or was it somebody that your parents knew? Um, actually, it was kind of both. My parents did know Glennie Myers, which is the owner of the company, but um, I also had went down and talked to him, and he really um, liked the fact that, you know, there was a woman racing, and mm-hmm. he really wanted to help support that and um, do what he can to make things happen for us. So very fortunate to have him. So there's some good advice right there to the ladies that are listening is that, You need to go in person and see these people. Make an appointment and go see the business owners because it is impressive that you're going to come and and do that. So um, have you had a proudest moment or a most memorable moment since you've been racing? Um, I've had a memorable moment this year. I've been doing really, really good at Quincy Raceways. We've been um, getting very close to getting our first feature win. We've been taking heat wins pretty much every night we go up there and run. So we're getting close and that's very memorable for. Yeah, that's great. So I've been kind of following you and I know you've been doing really well this summer. So, you know, it's funny, um, Alyssa, I remember going to that track and it's, and you know, when, I guess when you're younger, you just, obviously I'm old and I forget things, but the track looks so much smaller than what I remembered. And I think it's just, age things or whatever, but I was interesting. I watched you, somebody was videotaping you the other day when you raced and, and I thought, wow, that track doesn't look near as big as I remember. <laughs> yeah, it actually, um, they did make it a little bit smaller. It's a lot less banked than what it used to be. So it's kind of a flat oval track. <laughs> okay. It is small. So I'm not crazy then. <laughs> no. Okay. So what is it that you enjoy the most about getting in that car and racing? I enjoy just the the feeling of knowing that, you know, you're going to go out there, whether you do good or bad, you know, it's just you in that car for, during that time and nothing else matters is just you're doing what you love. So, okay. So what do your friends think about you racing? They think I, honestly, they think I spend a little too much time with my race cars that, And I'm kind of crazy for doing that, but they kind of miss me being able to go out on a Friday night and hang out and stuff like that instead of being at the racetracks. But they finally, they got, they got a pretty good understanding. That's what I love to do. So they support it. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to ask you that, you know, there, I know you said you loved racing, but um, there's, there's something about it that, you don't want, if there's a race and the gates are open, you want to be there. And it sounds like that's how you feel. Definitely. That is exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cause that's, that just shows your passion for what you're doing. So what are your goals this year for your race career? And then beyond that, like, do you want to move up and drive a different kind of car? So what are the goals that you have? Um, my goals this year are we're getting really close, like I said, at Quincy. I, I would really like to be able to uh, pull off a feature win there before the end of the season. Um, also, as far as moving up classes, I, I really just enjoy um, running sport compacts um, on the side when I'm not busy racing or working on my race car. I build other people race cars. Okay. And, um, that's just kind of what we do. So that's what I enjoy doing. So I, I really like sticking with the sport compacts. All right. So that's good. You're happy where you're at. So mm-hmm. if, um, 
if somebody came up to you and said, Alyssa, my daughter's, you know, six or eight, and she's interested in becoming a race car driver, what would you say to them? I would be extremely happy and honored that they would want to talk to me about uh, wanting to be a driver and, you know, being a female in this type of sport. I would be really thrilled to hear that. Okay, good. So um, do you have autograph nights at the tracks that you go to? Um, yes, we do. Um, Quincy, um, they have a really big um, junior speedster thing that they put on for all the little young race fans to come and get autographs and see the race cars and talk to the drivers. Okay. And are there a lot of little girls that come? Um, there is, yeah. Honestly, there's quite a few little ones that do come, and they do love seeing female competitors and talking to the girl racers and it's it's a uh, definitely a good sport to be in for it is it is a good sport to be in and the people that you meet and the they become your family i know that's true too for for where you're racing so what do you do when you're not racing when i'm not racing i i'm either working on my car or working on other people's cars or just trying to enjoy some time with my family when I have the extra time to do that. <laughs> okay. And do you work or go to school? Um, yes, I, I work at a machine shop. I'm actually a CNC machinist. So okay. I do that and I'm fortunate to be on day shift so I can be able to do my racing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, is there anything else? I've kind of gone through my questions with you. You've been a good interview. What? Tell me, what else have I not asked you about that you'd like to share with us about your racing, what you love, maybe what you don't love, or maybe um, have you had any accidents other than the first night you ran into the wall? We won't. We won't count that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I pretty much said everything that I okay. wanted to say, other than. Um, I do feel like um, some of the smaller towns and smaller tracks, I wish that uh, the drivers could get along a little bit better and there wouldn't be as much drama or tension build up. But, you know, you'll have that with any sport. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, pretty much any track, there's always a few that have to cause a little trouble, you know. That's the way it goes. But hopefully, hopefully most of the time um, things are good. Do the guys at the, at the tracks treat you pretty well? Um, yes, they do. They all show quite a bit of respect for the most part for us women being out there and, you know, doing what they're doing. So it's kind of nice to be on the same level with them and be able to go over and talk about racing and have a good conversation and, you know, build up friendships. Right. That's good because that's, you know, I, I've mostly heard that the men treat the women great. A couple of times I've heard that, you know, there's still some feelings that racing is not for women, but I think we're all showing the guys that that's not true. We do have a place on the track and off doing things to help the racing, um, the racing sport. So um, I, I don't have any other questions for you, Alyssa, but I'd, I'd love for you to close it out with uh, maybe a favorite quote you have, or are you superstitious? Do you wear something special when you race? Um, usually I'm just always wearing black, so it's always hot, but I don't know. That's just what I've always wear, just 
anything black t-shirt or anything. It always seemed to be good luck to me. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good thing because I know it's dirty and there, and especially that dirt track at Quincy. So black is a good thing to do. So um, I was looking to see, I've got a question for Sarah when she gets started. I don't see any questions. I just see some people that say, hello, uh, thanks for being on the show tonight. So um, I'm going to echo that. Alyssa, I appreciate that you took the time to be with us tonight and be on the show. Um, we are sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association, which I know you know that. And so we'd love for you to um, go to Facebook and share what we're doing. And then um, we'll, we'll post this interview later. And you can share it on your page for the people that want to watch it. Okay? Okay. All right. Sounds good. So you can yep, either thank stay. You. Yeah, you can either stay or you can um, click off, whichever you want to do. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Alyssa. So 20-year-old um, Alyssa Steele from Keokuk, Iowa. And uh, that's right across the river from where I grew up. And she actually went to high school. Her mother went to high school with my daughter. So it was kind of fun to catch up with uh, a generation that uh, I knew her mom when her mom was little and her age. So that was kind of fun. So now our next guest is Sarah Edwards. Sarah and I connected on Facebook. Wow, what a surprise. You do that every week. But um, I actually was able to go and watch Sarah at Martin Dragway. Martin, US 131 Motorsports Park, I think is what they call it. But to me, it's Martin. And I went up to watch her a couple of weekends ago. And she runs the Queen of Diamonds 2 Jet Dragster. Now, did I say that right, Sarah? Yep, you got it. Okay, so um, I want to welcome Sarah to the show. And uh, Sarah, you've been busy. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get started? And yes. why did you want to run the Queen of Diamonds 2? So right now we're kind of like in the thick of our season, which is really exciting. But um, I got interested in drag racing when I was about 10, 12 years old. My parents brought me to a Night of Thrills event, very similar to what you saw at uh, US 131 Motorsports Park a couple weekends ago. And I saw the Queen of Diamonds go 300 miles an hour. And I met the driver and she was a young woman, Jessie Harris at the time. And I just completely fell in love with the concept of what she was doing and how fast the car was and how cool it was and just being at the track in general. So um, that resulted and in snowballed into going to multiple events. Mm -hmm. And the family outing kind of turned into um, a new crave of interest and in something I wanted to look into doing but at 12 years old I mean you kind of one week you want to do one thing and the next week you want to do another so um when I got to high school I was still pretty adamant about wanting to go drag racing I knew I wanted a dragster and I wanted to do it so I had to graduate high school and after I did that I got my super comp license with Frank Qualley's drag racing school Mm -hmm. And from there out, we purchased a dragster and I started bracket racing, but I have no um, family background in drag racing at all. So this was new, not only to me, but it was new to my mom, my dad and my boyfriend. We were mm -hmm. all experiencing this kind of for the first time. 
and we um, were going down to Echo Dragway in New Jersey, which is three and a half hours from my house. I live in Connecticut, and that became home. That became our home track. That's where we learned. That's where um, we were. We met amazing people who really helped and groomed me to be a driver that I am today, which I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. And um, we did that for about four years before I got the opportunity to drive um, Hannah Motorsports, Queen of Diamonds, to 300-mile-an-hour jet dragster. So it's really a full-circle story. Um, right now, I'm driving the car I saw when I was 12, and not many people get that opportunity. So it's really a dream come true. And it's really exciting to be able to be the fifth driver of the car and just kind of carry out the tradition and be the, be what I saw when I was 12. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. I know uh, we had a story about you in the magazine and, Mm -hmm. and the fact that you saw somebody else drive that car and your goal all along. And you said, I think to your dad, or maybe your mom said, someday I'm going to drive that car. And Kids say all kinds of things, right? <laughs> you know, but um, for you to be able to actually live that dream, that is very, very cool. So um, we have somebody that wants to know what's the fastest speed you've ever gone. So the fastest was three hundred and one miles an hour, point seventy four. So almost three hundred and two. Yes, and where was that at? Do you remember? That was actually at Raceway Park in New Jersey, which unfortunately they closed their doors on drag racing in January. So um, that was in September at their U.S. Diesel Truck and Nationals event, which is a massive truck event. And it's towards the end of the season for us, especially in the Northeast with snow and stuff. So I was the last car to go down that quarter mile drag strip at over 300 miles an hour, which is pretty cool. That's very cool. That's that's something that, like you said, nobody else is going to be able to say. So that's right. really So Ryan Holbrook wants to know if you see any bigger events coming to the ATCO Raceway with English Town being closed. Um, I mean, I hope so. ATCO is a phenomenal facility. Um, the owners are great. They've really, they've been a key part in, you know, like I said, becoming the driver that I am today and all of their staff. As far as maybe overflow from Englishtown not being around and heading to ACO, I mean, that would be so great for the track and everybody Mm -hmm. there. But I honestly, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So um, I met your mom and dad when we were at US 131. And um, they go with you all of the time when you race. We're a package deal. You're a package deal. That's right. And so um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? Because you're not really out there. You don't come to Martin to race against the local people. Explain um, a little bit more about your team and what they do. Yep. So I drive a jet dragster and um, my team, Hannah Motorsports, we actually have three jet cars. We have the Queen of Diamonds, two jet dragster, and we have two jet funny cars, which my teammate, Rich Hanna, drives the first strike and Ken Hall drives the top secret Eastern Raider. And we all drive for Al Hanna. And we're our, we're really, we're racers at heart. We want to win and we want to beat up on each other, but we're exhibitionists. We come to events, to local tracks, to put on a show. And we're really there to kind of you know, let people escape for the day or a couple of hours and just have fun. We're there to put on a show, throw some smoke, throw some fire and put on 
a hell of a match race. I mean, Ken and Rich are phenomenal. You saw them. They're within, like, centimeters at the finish line, which is so exciting for the fans. And um, with me, the opportunity to go 300 is there every race. And fans love it. They live for it. They, they want to see 300 on the scoreboard just as much as we do. So we're really there just to put on a show and have a good time. Um, of course, like I said, we always want to see out of the group who had the best reaction time or who hit what numbers. But the idea and the concept of what we do is to just be exhibitionists and we're there to entertain the people that have paid to come in. And the entertaining isn't always just on the track, which is really, you right. know, anybody who's gone to a drag race will realize that their ticket is their ticket for the whole day and they can go wherever they want. Yeah. usually except for the starting line. So you have access to us as drivers. You know, we're real people. You can come up to us. You can shake our hands, give us a hug. Um, we'll sign autographs, take pictures with you. And we've got souvenirs. And what we, we're there to really create an experience throughout the whole day that the person that came to the track can take that experience home with them. And that's generally the memory. Like the cars are memorable and the numbers are memorable, but as drivers to connect with our fans is really our most important job, I think. And, um, and I think for me, that's the most exciting part of the job is being able to go to all these different places and some places you go multiple times and some places you go for the first time. And most of these tracks have been my first time. I mean, Martin, I've been driving for three years and that was my first time there and um just just making those connections with people and talking to them and getting their feedback and hearing it you know oh you know my dad used to bring me and now I'm bringing my kids and stuff like that it's really exciting yeah. and it's humbling and it's heartwarming to be a part of their memories yeah I saw you I sat and watched you sign autographs for quite a little while there and um, we had a little rain that day and then the sun came out and then it got warm and humid, just like <laughs> the other day, it seems like you're in Michigan, but um, you attracted a lot of kids, you know, that came a lot of young girls, mm -hmm. but there were some, some boys younger and older too, but they wanted to come and look, they can walk right up to the car, look it all over. Um, they can come and get an autograph from you. I know you had some cool little things that some people were buying t-shirts and that. Um, and then I know, uh, when you, you packed your shoot, people were watching just to see the whole experience of what it is that you do besides drive down the track. And so, right. it, yeah. And, and I know you have a passion for kids. I, I saw that when I was there watching. Mm -hmm. So, um, Jennifer Neuendorp wants to know how many track records do you hold? Jeez. Um, well, we just set the track record at Kill Care in Ohio um, in the eighth mile for speed and time, which the speed was 217 miles an hour, almost 218. And the time, I believe, was 370. And again, that's the eighth mile. We typically run a quarter mile. Um, and in the quarter mile, we're there in about under five and a half seconds. Yeah. But I have that track record. I have a track record at Eddyville um, for their annual night under fire. It was set last year. And fortunately, it wasn't broken this year. So I still hold it. Okay. Um, and I think I think that might be it for track records. I might be forgetting one. but So the 300 whatever miles an hour you drove, did that set a record for that track? 
Um, I don't know if it set a record for that track, but it was a personal best for me. Okay. So my yeah. personal best mile an hour was at Raceway Park, which is kind of cool because that was my growing up. And when I went to events, that was my home track before I started racing at ACO. Um, so to have that is cool and have the last 300 mile an hour pass is cool. But my best ET was actually at New England Dragway in New Hampshire, Epping, New Hampshire. And that was um, 526. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When you when you fire up those jets and you can just feel the like rumble and all that, it's it's a cool experience. So much different than going to a short track. For sure. You know, we're so lucky here where we live because we have uh, mostly asphalt close, but then we have Hartford, which is dirt. And then we have Martin, which is a drag strip. So we are very lucky where we live here to be able to see all different kinds of racing. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time, like you can look at pictures and those are cool. You can watch a video and you think you have an idea of what's going to happen. But um, until you're actually there and you feel it, like you feel it through your whole body from the tip of your head to your toes, through your chest and out. And it's an incredible sensation. And I think the sensation as a fan, since I've been both a fan and now a driver, the mm -hmm. sensation as a fan is just so incredible compared. I mean, it's cool as a driver, but when you are sitting up by the starting line and you get to feel the heat that uh -huh. comes off that car, you think your eyebrows are going to like singe off. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now tell us what does it feel like to go 300 miles an hour? So to go 300 miles an hour, in my opinion, it's almost very calming and like sensationless. So I have 6,000 pounds of thrust behind me and that's what's pushing me down the track. And when you leave the line, it's a 4G acceleration. However, when you get to the finish line and you kill the engine and deploy your two parachutes to stop you, it is the most incredible sensation you will ever feel because it, it never feels the same way twice, first of all. So you never know what you're going to get because you never know how your shoots are going to hit and, you know, depending on how fast you went and the air and everything. Um, that's the wild ride. And that is my favorite part. I love being kind of like, knocked around a little bit and you know not knowing if your eyeballs feel like they're going to fall out or not but oh it's, you never know what you're going to get at the finish line and while it can be scary you have to be sharp you know Al always says every pass you got to be sharp you got to be on your game and you got to expect yeah everything and anything that can come your way and that's really what you get at the finish line because a lot of you know tracks take pride in in prepping their surfaces and their quarter mile or their eighth mile and they do a phenomenal job but driving the shutdown area is sometimes way more tricky because sometimes you know there's potholes there's dips oh, there's transitions guardrails may come in or out or you never know what you're going to get down there yeah. there was one track we were racing at and the shutdown actually like went down into like an oval track so you just you don't know so I assume you walk the track or at least take a good look at where you're going to go before you start going that fast. Oh, absolutely. Um, every time, you know, even if I've been to a track before, but it's maybe been a while or something, um, either Al or, you know, one of my teammates, especially Rich, he'll take me down the track, 
and we'll go right down the track, whether it's in a car or a golf cart, to check it out, know where the bumps are, know where the transitions are, and to see yeah. what you're going to get at the end. Because most of what we do is we race at night, too, um, which makes for such an epic fire show and to really see it all and stuff. There's some races where we do make runs during the day, but for the most part, it's at night. So, you know, you got to make sure it's well lit and, and kind of get your boundaries and know where you are. Yeah, so I saw you run during the day, which was still pretty darn cool, um, or hot, however you want to put it. It was it was amazing. It was. I think we got all four seasons that one day. Yeah, we did have all pretty much except the snow. The only thing yeah. we was snow, but it was chilly, rainy, hot, humid, and sunny. <laughs> but um, I watched the US One Thirty One Motorsports did a live Facebook from the top. From the roof of the, um, you know, the tower. Tower, yeah. And seeing it from up there, and 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 I watched you do it. Then that night, I wish I'd have stayed. It was way more cool at night to see the fire oh, totally. and just all of it. Yeah. I have to say, I was strapped in the staging lane, so when I'm pins tied down my arms are tied down all you know all for safety reasons and I actually could look up enough to see that there was somebody on the top of the tower which was actually their media guy yeah and he there was no railings or anything nope. there and I was sitting in the car and I was a hundred times more nervous for the man on the roof than <laughs> actually going to make the run because when especially the funny cars always go before me and when they do their their burner pops. I mean, everything you felt it, it vibrates like the glass and the, oh. the windows and the tower, they all everything. shake and stuff. And all I could think about was this man on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, and he was talking to all of us, like the people that were on Facebook live, he was like, he was like saying, hi, Melinda, let's <laughs> come out today. And, and so he, he was very calm about being up there, but you couldn't have gotten me up there for anything, but it Me was, <laughs> it was very cool. And if anybody wants to check it out, go to, US 131 Motorsports, I'm sure you could find it. Yeah. So, um, someone wants to know how much fuel does it take for one run and about how much would that cost? Um, so our fuel, it takes about, we fill it up with about 16 gallons worth of kerosene. And that's um, generally what it takes. You know, the goal is to get it all out by the, you know, by the end, you want to be as light as possible. So a lot of the fuel is actually used when we're doing all that fire show on the starting line before we stage the car. Right. Okay. Let me see. Um, Jennifer Neuendorf says when getting up to the starting line, when you do the showing off of the car, <laughs> she's obviously seen you, is it fun for you to do the fire and all that in the beginning? Oh yeah. And it's, it's fun when you're making a single, but it's so much fun when you have somebody in the other lane. Unfortunately, at Michigan, we didn't have anybody to race against. But when you can get up with somebody next to you, you know, I can hear what the other person's doing and they can hear what I'm doing. So to kind of be in tune and, and kind of set a banter back and forth with, you know, me shooting out the fire, maybe they're doing the smoke and vice versa. It it definitely adds to the flavor and adds to the excitement for the night. Yeah, because the second time you ran, you ran against one of your teammates. Right. And that, you know, of course, we love seeing you go down by yourself, but it, it just made it a lot more fun to see 
the two of you, and and you did that. You know, one of you were shooting the fire, and the other one. It's almost like you were, at, you know, like kind of pushing at each other's buttons to get. Right. <laughs> so yeah, who that's was right. Um, the other dragster ended up showing. So the first round at US one thirty one, we were making planned singles, and then it was kind of fun at. The second round, we had no idea that Hotblade, the other jet dragster that happened to be there, decided to come out and play with us. And uh -huh. we didn't know until we were in the staging lane. So it was kind of like, all right, you want to come out and play? Game on. But it was fun to, to yeah. again, I could hear what he was doing. I'm sure he could hear what I was doing. And to yeah. create that that excitement, it's, it's exciting as the driver and it's more exciting for the fans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Matthew Bursley said, are you a Michigander? And he must have been just a hair late. Nope. She's from nope. Connecticut. Yep. Can hear it a little bit in your voice. <laughs> hear the Eastern accent. So um, tell me about your season. Like when do you start doing the exhibitions and when do you end? And then what do you do in the off season? So during the season, which our season can run just about April through the beginning of October but the thick of it is really about June through September and that's kind of where we're at right now I mean when I saw you in Michigan I was in Ohio that Friday night Michigan yeah. on Saturday came home um, I do go to work <laughs> I have an associate's degree in interior design and I also work for so I work for a designer and I work for a construction company doing like administrative work mm -hmm. and I do that you know, full time in the off season. And then when I'm racing, I still go to work. So we came home, we all went to work Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday. And Wednesday, we were back in the car trekking back out to Ohio to kill care to race Thursday, come yeah. home Friday. Um, so that's kind of what my life is like for the next about 14 weeks, we'll be on the road here and there and at work here and there. Um, <laughs> but what's really exciting is that this year, um, at Summit Motorsports Park in Norwalk, Ohio, Bill Bader's track, there's an annual Night Under Fire event, which is just beyond epic. I mean, they've got John Force, they've got Fuel Funny Cars, they they bring it all in and there's no expense spared. But this year, we're actually um, having a huge jet race. So there's 11, okay. I believe, of the fastest jet dragsters from around the country coming together for the North American Jet Car Championship. And I'm so excited that I, you know, this is happening while I have the time to drive yes. and be a part of this kind of inaugural event and see what happens. So that's August 11th at Summit Motorsports Park. And that's definitely something we're really looking forward to. Um, oh. In two weeks, we'll be at Maryland International Raceway Park for um, Jet Wars, which okay. ever since I started driving, I've won the two years in a row. So I'm curious to see how this year is going to pan out. We're going for the third. All right. So it's kind of, you know, we're getting our momentum going and there's a lot of fun things happening and things in the pipeline. And sometimes it seems like it all happens at once, but it's um, it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's all good. And you know, I really, I really enjoyed talking to your parents. And then I, I spent probably a good 30 minutes or more um, talking to Al. He's got some great stories. Great. That's for sure. <laughs> great racing stories. Oh, my he gosh. He to write his book, get all those stories in a book. He does need to put them in a book because he knew some really cool people in motorsports and, and still does. And I, absolutely, you tell him I said he needs to write his book. <laughs> he knows that. We're cool. on him about it. He's, yeah. um, he 
is actually in his 53rd year of drag racing. So mm -hmm. that alone just says something about him and what he's done. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's really been a pioneer in the whole jet car category. And, and Al's biggest thing is safety. Safety mm -hmm. first. We're there to perform. We're there to have fun. But at the end of the night, you know, we want to make good, solid, safe runs. And the race isn't over when the race, you know, when the light comes on the scoreboard. The race is over when we're back to the hotel and then we're back home in Connecticut. So yeah. safety is his main priority. And I couldn't be any luckier to be driving the safest car um, yeah. out there on the track. They, you know, and Rich and, you know, everybody, they do a right. phenomenal job. He told me, one of the stories he told me uh, was that, I don't know what he and his wife were doing for jobs, but he was racing on the side and he came home one day and he said, I quit my job. We're going to do this race thing full time. And she said, okay, let's go. Now, not many women would say, okay, <laughs> quit your job. Let's go. But, um, but she did. And that's, that's what he's done. He's been involved yeah. in racing ever since that day. So um, really, really cool guy. And yeah, you're, I agree. You're a lucky gal to, to have such a good, you know, team really behind you to keep you out there and doing what you love. Yeah. Ellen, his wife is definitely his biggest cheerleader and don't cross her twice. You know, she, okay. she, she loves him and she supports everything that he does. And, and she's supportive of, you know, myself and my teammate, Ken, and of course her son, Rich. So it's cool that, you know, for us to go racing, it's a real family mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, it's kind of like forced family fun, but it's not forced. We yeah. get to spend all this time together. So to drive for a for a team that's family driven as well, it's a great, you know, mesh of both worlds. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah. So what I was, oh yeah. I, what I was going to ask you was, so when you go to the, the thing in Ohio where all these dragsters come, like, are you the fastest or are there other ones out there that have driven faster than the 300? Or um, I would say we're all for the most part, I would say we're probably our cars probably in like, you know, the top five of the ladder as far as being up there with the 300 mile an hour, um, 300 mile an hour runs and being competitive. And okay. um, there might be some cars that are a taste faster, but as you know, in drag racing, it, it kind of comes down to the driver too. And fortunately, mm -hmm. Um, with bracket racing for four years, I was really like trained hard by one of my good friends and mentors, Tom Dauber, to cut a good light and to focus and react. And fortunately, a lot of my races are, you know, the car, the performance is there, but then also it doubles down with the driver and the reaction time. Right. So um, we, we're definitely very competitive amongst the other cars. Yeah. So that that would be a really, really good road trip for somebody to take if they wanted to go see that. So how, if somebody wanted to follow where you were going to be or um, some really good racing events that, you know, your cars are at, where would they go to find out about it? So you can definitely go to my Facebook page, um, Sarah Edwards, Queen of Diamonds to Jet Dragster. It's a little long, but um, I'm posting all the time. And usually when events are coming up, they're in my event feed and they're on my timeline. So you can follow along there. Um, I manage all my social media. So if you're talking to the page or to my Instagram or to my Twitter, because I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well, you're talking to me. 
Um, so any questions, just feel free to like shoot a message. But um, if you're looking for our schedule, you can find it on hannahmotorsportsjets.com. And I also have my own um, website and the schedules there as well. And that's sarahedwardsracing.com. But for the most part, if you're, if you're on social media, you probably can't miss my loud mouth because <laughs> I'm always posting. Hey, that's important. That's where it's all about. I, I tried to get your mom. She's going to do a Facebook live, right? She tried. She tried to do a Facebook live at Kill Care and I don't know what happened, but it didn't. Okay. Happen. Well, she, <laughs> she we're going to have to talk and, and practice so that she can get some Facebook live things going for you when you're, yep. when you're racing. So that's cool. So Sarah, tell me one thing about you that most people don't know. What is it? Um, one thing about me that most people don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how to drive a manual car. Okay. Um, people think like, Oh, you're a race car driver. Obviously you can drive anything. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> um, and most people assume I'm an adrenaline junkie mm -hmm. and I'm not at all. I stick to my Jeep that I drive during the day and I stick to my two, you know, race cars and that's yeah. it. There's no fudging the lines. There's no, you know, extreme quadding or snowmobiling or anything like that or jumping out of planes. I'm pretty boring. Okay. Um, aside from this <laughs> aside from this well i would say that 300 miles an hour or i know when you were at martin you did 295 i think mm -hmm. um i think that's probably enough to fulfill the adrenaline part of your life I so i think your parents would agree <laughs> they uh yeah they they come along but they're protected too so um they don't want anything to go wrong and they want to be there to support you as well so that's right. That's pretty cool because that's a big commitment on their part too. For sure. It really is. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of asked you the questions that I had written for you. Do you have anything else that I didn't think to ask or that you want to share with us? Um, I don't think so. Okay. But if anybody has any questions, I mean, feel free to leave them in the comments and I'll be checking back and answering okay. them. All right. Sounds good. Well, Sarah, I'm so glad that I got to meet you in person. I feel like I really know you now. I and I <laughs> hopefully we can do some things together in the future. For and sure. um, good luck at Thank the you. rest of your exhibitions and at the races. And you show those guys how it's done. <laughs> and we'll be cheering for you from uh, Facebook. We'll be watching. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Tell your mom and dad I said hi. I will. All right. Bye. Bye. So um, Sarah Edwards from Connecticut, she races and does exhibition runs for the Queen of Diamonds 2 Jet Dragster. Amazing young woman. Um, I'd, I'd encourage you to get on her Facebook page and check it out. Follow her, what she's doing in racing. Um, she, she and her parents are great people. Al Hannah's got an awesome program there, so it's a lot of fun to follow that. So um, get on there and, and tell her you saw her tonight on the radio show on Facebook. And and um, I just want to thank her for doing that. I got to get my plug in. We're sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association. So if you want to know more about that or you would like to join and become a member, go to IWMANation.com. You can read the magazines that we put out. They're digital magazines, so you can read those. You can see some of the other interviews we've done and uh, we have t-shirts for sale. So get on the website and check it out. 
And I want to thank uh, my two ladies tonight, Alyssa Steele from Keokuk, Iowa, my old stomping grounds, and uh, Sarah Edwards for being my guest tonight. So have a great week, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Be safe. And we'll talk to you next week.